Dolphin Wealth Management, Inc. and Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Centers for Disease Control and or any other government agency. In late February 2020, the stock market crashed. S&P 500, the Dow Jones, and NASDAQ oil, everything just crashed. And at one point, the S&P was down almost 34% from the highs. It was the fastest 30% bear market from all-time highs in history. It was scary. But now, fast forward a few months, and we're looking at a huge bounce. We are up big time from where we were at the bottom. And the question now to ask is, is this real or are we heading right back down? Is it real or is it Memorex? What you are about to hear is a fun and educational show about financial issues. Join Dan Wendell and his co-host, Tony, as they explore topics related to retirement planning. No matter how close you are to retirement, it's time to listen to another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio show with me, Dan Wendell, owner of Dolphin Financial Group. Tony Shores alongside me today to talk about this market rebound, Tony. We're calling it the coronavirus comeback for the stock market. Mm, Sound fishy? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's iffy. I mean, uh, it rebounded one day or a couple of days. It did come back a bit. It has come back a bit. That's true. But then, you know, the next day it drops 150 points or, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I guess well, they are calling it a rebound, though. I've heard that. Well, think about it. Um, obviously, we had a major crash, right? So that that's not debatable. We're in a bear market. But right. we had, from the bottom, after it crashed, we whipsawed back up almost 18% in three days. Wow. That is something. Right? That's huge. <laughs> 18%. Yeah. Right? Um Normally, it can and take so, years to regain what you've lost, usually. Right. Well, a lot of times when you have a major collapse, you do have a big bounce. The question is, is it real or fake? Because there's a lot of head fakes. So we have, since since the bottom, we've had over 30% gain. And and that's quick, right? It's only been since the, you know, the low is March 23rd, I believe, somewhere around that. So we're not talking a long time here in the grand scheme of things. Um, but we bounced quite a bit. We are we are back, the stock markets in general are back where we were at levels where we were in October of twenty nineteen. Wow. That's you huge. Know, so, yeah. So does it feel like the same? Do we feel the same as you did back in October of last year? No, but there are other reasons why. Be- well, I mean, because of the uncertainty of whether it's going to stay up there and because uh, the fact that uh, we also have uh, horrible economic indicators right now, right? Yeah, exactly. How is it possible that this market has bounced? I mean, unemployment's ridiculous. We've never seen, I haven't seen these levels of unemployment. Um, businesses are closing. I just, which one did I just see was closing? 
Pier One. Um, that I was. JC Penny. Yeah. yeah. JC Penny's done. Like uh, they they were keeping a few stories. They're done. JC Penny's done. Pier One Imports is done. There's a there's a few others too. You know, I saw I saw that. Um, what's what's the name of that? The Halloween stores. You know the. Oh yeah, Spirit <laughs> of Halloween or Spirit. Right. I think I heard I read an article that this is all a big conspiracy by them to create a whole bunch of real estate <laughs> yeah. for them to jump into. Because <laughs> it seems like they always go in a defunct retail, huge retail spot. You know, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but you're uh, there's just some major names that are just collapsing. Um, oh, Steak and Shake was closing a bunch. Oh, the really? Was just wow. not going to reopen. I, I, you know, I, so how is it possible that with all these businesses closing, all these people unemployed, and we've added tons of debt, how is it possible that we are not? still collapsing or the stock market is bouncing what yeah gives? yeah that's the question i was asking too if if we're at 30 million unemployed have new unemployment claims in the last three months 30 million which is unprecedented and so many people are out of work so many retail businesses are hurting and closing restaurants and bars across most of the country are shut down our, so our economy is in free fall, but yet the market has been going up. Explain that to me. I thought the market was based on how well companies were doing and the economy was doing. Right. Well, that's why I'm asking you. Oh, you're, the oh you're, yeah, exactly. I'm the <laughs> co-host. So uh, I'm just here. I'm here to ask the questions. Wait a minute. You're the eye candy. You're the color commentator. Uh, yeah, I'm the eye candy. Yeah, uh, I'm the <laughs> yeah, I'm the good-looking one. You're the brains. If that's the case, we are in huge trouble then. <laughs> right? So this, we're in deep doo-doo. I don't know what to say. Uh, I, so we've had the stimulus, right? That's it. That's That seems to be what's keeping this... Economy, this, this economy going in the stock market. So you bouncing. think it has been effective and it keeps this knowing that I think the stock market and investors just knowing that the government is putting this influx of money and making loans available, uh, that's keeping the economy going enough to uh, warrant uh, the uptick in the stock market, huh? Well, there's definitely some correlation between the stock market and the economy. Usually the stock market's an indicator. So what we tanked it was because the stock market or the people you know those people behind the curtains all those people screaming on wall street at each other um i think those are even uh, is that even open the wizard of the wizard of oz yeah wall yeah, street i those, think right. is open yeah so you know the actual floor of the stock exchange i think it was closed it was closed while. the floor um, the stock exchange floor was closed yeah for a long time so you know it collapsed right away. And we, I remember when this was happening, I specifically remember it because I was at a Boy Scout sea adventure and I was looking at my phone. Luckily I had access to my accounts, but I was looking at my phone and the, the stock market was pinning down and shutting down with the circuit breakers. 
Yep. You know, it was down so much that they would stop the market, literally shut it down for 15 minutes and reopen to try and prevent some panic. Yep. But we had a few days of panic selling. So they were anticipating at that point, oh my goodness, this is what's going to happen. The business is going to close, 30 million unemployed, all that. So you, that's a forward indicator of what the economy is supposedly doing. And now that we bounced, maybe that's an indicator that, okay, we're going to get through this. But when you're looking at it in the midst of it, as we are now, and you're seeing these stores close, these people unemployed, you say, wait a sec, there's a disconnect here. Who's right? My eyes or the stock market? You got to remember the stock market's forward thinking. So the stock market today is pricing in things that are going to happen in the future. But with so much uncertainty in this situation, who can really trust them or it, as I'll call it? But think about the stimulus. I think that's the only thing that's really helped here is it was the quickest. I, I mean, I don't even, I, I don't even remember them talking about the stimu- like the CARES Act. That was the quickest legislation I've ever seen, especially in this administration, you know, getting Congress to agree on something and pass it so quick. Trillions of dollars passed very quick. And so that happened. Um, that amount of spending, you have $600 extra for unemployment a week. You had that, um, those checks that everyone got. Yep. By the way, there's a lot of people that got checks for deceased spouses or just got the wrong (laughs) checks. They're supposed to send those back. But so the question is, does all that money coming in through unemployment and because we did a show on how you can be unemployed and make more than when you were employed. Um, maybe that's working, keeping things afloat. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. So what it leads me to believe, Tony, well, I don't know. I I don't have the answer, but I will say, remember back October, 2019, how different the market, stock market, the economy, the world is from then than it is today. Compare those two, yet we are priced at the same levels as a stock market. If you look at the indices, the Dow, the S&P, roughly, we're the same as we were in the fall of last year. Does that seem correct? Do we have the same future going forward? Because that's how it's priced, you know, priced on future, you know, where where are we going? I don't see it. I think there's so much uncertainty. There is. I, I think there is. I, I just, I don't think there's a lot of certainty out there. And I think a lot more businesses are going to close, don't you? I think so. Um, a lot of the restaurants are struggling. I just um, I don't see things being the same. I think a lot of people are now realizing maybe I don't need to commute, right? That's an interesting thought. It all depends on what people are spending. And I have been studying this a little bit, and maybe we'll do a separate show on it. But consumer behavior and spending obviously spending on luxury, uh, not luxury. What's the word? Uh, meals, um, eating out restaurants, entertainment has dropped significantly. Movie theaters are, are hurting. Restaurants are hurting. However, that spending has shifted to home entertainment and Amazon's killing it because no one's shopping, you know, but where they are shopping, Lowe's, Home Depot, they're doing well. So, 
what I thought was going to happen was consumers are going to spend less. But what I've seen is that the consumer spending has stable is stable, except the certain industries are getting crushed. So the people are shifting their what they're spending to different things. People are spending a lot more buying guns, ammo, and uh, you know food that lasts forever. You know s- survival supplies, gardening equipment, um, Netflix, and stay at home home entertainment stuff so and i see a trend that trend staying that way right not recovering not going back to the way it was but kind of a new the new norm right right and so you might see the companies that are brick and mortar sears right go out of business but then you'll see some new businesses crop up which is going to be home delivery of wendy's or whatever you know um food or some new entertainment, home entertainment, like these conference call and work from home, virtual schooling. I mean, so you'll see other things take their place. Um, The question is, will it be a one for one? I mean, we're still down from the highs, but um, it's, it's, it's very, it's very uncertain. And so I ask you this, Tony, do you have a cat in your house? Um, yes, I have three cats in my house. <laughs> have you seen that Tiger King show on Netflix? <laughs> okay, there's no comparison. Okay, we, we're we talking three house cats. Come on. Um, if you put them together, <laughs> they're still the, the size of a small bobcat. Um, ha- all right, so now that you're, th- you're happy and thinking, have you ever heard of a dead cat bounce? Yes, actually, I have. The market, the dead cat bounce. <laughs> the dead cat bounce. Let me for the listeners and that never heard this before and think that I'm picking on Tony and his three cats. I don't have a cat. I have a dog. It's a horrific saying, and I'm glad you brought it up. We just lost every <laughs> cat lover for the show. A, a dead cat bounce is a reference to the stock market bouncing. And it's it comes off of the the thought. I don't know when this began. Probably in the 20s or 30s. Um, even a dead cat would bounce if you dropped it from a great enough height. That's that's the, the basic theory, right? So the idea is the market is dead, but it bounced just because it does. That's what happens sometimes. It's a head fake. It's a fake bounce. It's a dead cat bounce, and it's going to go right back down. And so that's what's happened a lot of times. And in historically, in a, from a historical perspective, it's a reasonable assumption that this market could easily test the lows from earlier this year. And that would constitute a dead cat bounce. Um, is this one? I don't know. Is the stimulus enough? Maybe. Here's a few things to think about, Tony. People are very depressed, literally. Um, they're not happy. People are not happy about the situation. People are depressed. Mental health is, is struggling. And people country. are angry. People are angry. Business owners are colla- closing businesses and they're upset. They're, and there's a lot of uncertainty about when they're going to reopen and how they're going to reopen. I'll tell you right now, if you don't open schools back up, there's going to be even more depression from parents. How am I going to handle this? 
oh, I'm going to go to school every other day. Well, who's going to watch my kids while I go to work? It's going to be crazy, right? So there's so much uncertainty that I feel, which is, we've done shows on this. Uncertainty is the enemy of the stock market. If we don't know what's going to happen with businesses, then the stock market gets really volatile yep. and it moves in both directions, up and down. Yeah. And so we could see some more volatility heat up as the summer progresses, as the fall comes around and the businesses start reporting, here's what really happened. Because people just don't know. We can see and we can assume, is that business going to go under? I think so. But I see people going there. Maybe it's going to live. I don't know. Uh, did they get a PPP loan to keep afloat? I don't know. So people just don't know what's happening. And once the numbers start coming out and people start seeing, we could see some volatility. And what if um, what if there is, and, and I mean, I don't want to take one side of the COVID argument or another, but what if there is a huge bounce in COVID-19 deaths because we are opening up? And what if that, you know, some naysayers are saying and some medical experts are saying, hey, you know, by the end of summer or maybe the fall or winter, we're going to see a huge spike. And what's that going to do to the markets at that time? Well, exactly. Is that a whole nother shutdown? And is it just a repeat of what we went through in April? And will the market react negatively to that? Here's, Here's my thought on that. The market is already pricing that in, I think, because that's understood. I think from the beginning, people knew that there was going to be a decrease. And then a, and then when integration started again and we open up, there's going to be an uptick. The question is how severe that uptick is going to be. And I think an uptick's priced in the market. But if it's a major uptick and we have to shut down businesses again, we have to close schools or something like that, then the market will say, whoa, we didn't think that was going to happen. And then you'll see a drop, right? Because we're always trying to price in what's going to happen, but when things happen that are different than expected, then that's when the market collapses. Which, which is almost always the case because nobody has a crystal ball. And Exactly. And, you know, you turn it on one channel, they say one thing. You turn it on another channel, they're saying the opposite thing. It's crazy. If you think about what was happening in March when we were tanking, a lot of people were saying the world is, the, the stock market's going to zero, Right. And, um, this is, you know, this is not going to rebound right away. And then sure enough, it rebounds right away. When you start hearing people say, oh, this is, oh, the bottom's already in. We're going to, everyone's, everyone back on board. That's when you think it might collapse again. It seems like the market makes the fool out of the most, as many people as it can. Right. So I'm not going (laughs) to tell you what's going to happen. Right. I I just don't know. I don't know if this is a dead cat, dead cat bounce or not. I truly don't. And if my clients ask me, I'm going to tell them the same thing because I just don't know. I never had a crystal ball, but I, I've been saving up for one. So we'll see. I don't know. Father's day is coming up. Maybe my kids will get me. <laughs> You've a crystal been ball. saving up for a crystal ball. Well, I love how you say the market makes a fool out of everyone at one point in time. And, uh, it definitely does make a fool out of some people. And I'm not going to name names, Jim Cramer, but um, the market can right, right. really go people who get on there and say, this is going to happen. Well, who's more of a fool, the fool, or the fool who follows him. You <laughs> there know? you go. So, so here's, here's my thought because I don't want to leave the listeners hanging. Oh, great. Thanks for telling us you don't know anything. Here's what I do know. If you were stressed out, think about it. Think about what happened 
and I'm not talking about being stressed about a disease, the virus or whatever, uh, the virus of impacting. If you were looking at your portfolio and you were stressed out about your retirement during this process, during this collapse, you've been given a great opportunity. You've been given a chance to reset. We've bounced enough. We're still down from the highs, but we're right back to where we were in the fall. So this whole blip in the stock market is giving you an opportunity to do something now. If you were sitting there saying, oh my goodness, I'm not going to be able to retire when I expected to next year because of this market crash, you're doing something wrong. You, your, your plan wasn't set up properly. If you were if you were stressing out, literally sweating about the stock market, losing sleep over your financial situation because of the stock market crash, then you're not allocated properly to your risk tolerance. That's a sure sign. So what we what, what I said at the time and what the, the smart thing to do is not panic and don't make any rash decisions, right? Because look what happened. We've bounced huge. If you if you panicked and sold at the bottom and now we're bouncing, you're saying, "Oh my goodness, what a what a fool am I?" But if you held tight, didn't do anything, and you watched watched it bounce right back, we're not back to the highs, but we're back to a reasonable point where you can get out now and say, "Well, I, at least I didn't sell at the bottom, right?" Relatively speaking. We could reach that bottom again. We could go up from here and never see the bottom ever for the, our lifetimes. I don't know the answer, but I do know if this is an opportunity for those of you that were caught with your pants down when the tide went out, as uh, Warren Buffett says. You know, it, it was an opportunity to test yourself, really. Look at it as an opportunity. The stock market crashed 34% or whatever it was in the two-week, three-week period. It was horrible. But we're back to a point where it's reasonable to take a breath. It's stabilized somewhat a little bit. It's still moving, but reallocate, revise, meet with someone, talk about it, figure it out. Yeah, that's great advice. And I think that's awesome. Now, if our listeners want to figure it out and want to get a plan in place and look at where they're at, how can they set up that complimentary strategy session or, or complimentary consultation with you? My, my specialty is focusing on people to help with retirement planning. So if you're 30 years old, I may not have the greatest advice for you besides invest and hold on tight. Unless you plan on retire in the next 10 years, then that's a different story. But for those of you that are sitting there thinking, you know, I was thinking about retiring in the next 10 years. I, in fact, I was thinking about trying to retire in five years. Um, I didn't think I was going to be able to pull that off after this market crash. What do I do? we meet, we'll talk because retirement planning isn't about picking the bottom of the stock market. It's not even about picking the right stocks. That's not what it's about. It's about focusing your attention on the right areas. It's focusing on income. It's focusing on health planning. It's focusing on your time management. Those are the things you need to focus on and then align your assets to those. And that's what I specialize in. So if you're interested in having a conversation about that, give me a call and I'll walk you through it. The number is 888-508-5935 or just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and you can click on the link that allows you to set up an appointment online with me or just connect with me online. All right. And that sounds great, Dan. Great show today. Listeners, that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide ranging. 
yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Mundell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.